You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Welcome to Ranger Things. We're recording on Saturday, October 15th, 2023. I'm Carlo Montagnino, and as always, I'm joined by Brendan Lyons. Hello. And Dave Pacheco. Hi, everybody. Well, we actually have some regular season hockey to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, um, you can you should visit rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to content, newsletters, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter at rangerthings23 or send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service. And if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. Okay, let's get into it. This week's games, uh, which we'll talk about to next week's, uh, next week's recording, we have game three, the home opener on Monday, 10-16 versus Arizona. Then we have game four, Thursday, 10-19 versus the Predators. And then game five, Saturday, 10-21 in Seattle. Before we get actually into the games, we have two small uh, news items. We'll just talk about, you know, it's not much news in hockey other than that there's hockey being played, at least from a Rangers perspective. But the first one is that the NHL did ban pride tape and, you know, as well as on top of their regular pride night celebration, or I think that it's all celebrations at this point, um, like the specialty jersey. So, but they banned pride tape, which is a big deal. You know, before I let you guys into it, I'm just going to say, I think this is completely ridiculous. This is not a political show. We're not going to talk about politics, but politics should have no place in hockey. So if you're the NHL, why do you care if a player wants to put different stick tape on their stick during warmups. I get the NHL saying we're not going to make jerseys. They want to avoid any kind of controversy. Fine. I don't know why is it controversial. Who knows? But the players should be able to make their own decisions, right? The players can wear yellow laces. They can have a tinted visor. They can wear no helmet if they're grandfathered in. Why can't they just have a different stick tape? It seems silly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I like like to to echo what you said. This is not a political podcast. We are not going to talk about the politics of this thing. And I think the issue, this isn't a political issue. Right. What Like if a player wants to use pride tape or wear a pride jersey in warmups, it's not a political issue. It's right. it's a rep, it's a representation issue. It's not a political issue. I don't know. It, I, I agree with you, Carlo. This is fucking stupid. If... And you know, I'm glad to see that a lot of high-profile players are speaking out, like Connor McDavid yeah. is speaking out against this decision. Because Jack like Hughes. you said, Jack Hughes, because like you said, if if I am a player and I and I want to use pride tape for whatever fucking reason I want to use pride tape, whether my reason be because my my sibling is in that community or just because I want to use it. Right. Right. Like, right, and it's and it's not like it's during game time. It's it's not like a, uh, you know, a white power. You know, it, it's not like a symbol of hate or anything like that. It's 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 an inclusive inclusivity, you know, uh, representation. Which I think, you know, especially hockey being the 
was it the fifth most popular sport in North America? <laughs> um, I think, you know, they can use all the representation they can get. And it, there's definitely, you know, probably some closeted, closeted uh, athletes in, in the NHL community that probably, are in that community. There's I 100%. Mean, right. Like, you know, the, the, the odds are definitely, yes, you're right. But so like t- to take this hard stance on like uh, banning it and warmups, like who, like, uh, like what you guys said, who gives a shit? Nobody fucking cares. Let them express them. They have this platform. It's not during a game. It's not against going against like uniform regulations because it's not, you know, exactly. during game time. So why the fuck do you care? Let's and even if it was this. Dave, <laughs> even if it was Dave, the league doesn't, the league doesn't mandate that Connor McDavid or Artemi Panarin not use white tape or black tape or blue tape or red tape. No, no, there is there. So there are rules about the tape. There are rules, um, especially with goalies. But again, those w- rules don't count in warmups. Right, it's not the game. You know, so which is why you see like specialty jerseys. You'll see pride tape in, on that occasion. You'll see a lot of different stuff, and I think that's totally fine. Again, it's warmups. But they could also they could always wear like you know fatigue jerseys to represent the military. Like that's okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Well, I think they. Well, that's I think, well, that's banned now too. That's yeah. banned now too. Yeah. So oh, okay. All the that's all ridiculous. the theme jerseys, which you know, and that's fine. Like, listen, I'm if if they're saying that we're not doing any specialty jerseys, fine. Like that's a rule that they want to do. I I I mean I get it. Okay, from a business standpoint, you don't want to take any chances. I absolutely. But the players representing their beliefs on their hockey stick during warmups is not going to hurt the NHL's business. If anything, it's going to help market the players and make people see a different side of players and get to know them better and maybe fucking grow the game a bit instead of actually retracting it. Like we're shrinking the game. This isn't, this isn't going to last because people like high profile players continue to speak out on it and it isn't going to last. And, you know, I think it was sort of a, you know, the, the, the crowd that wanted the, the, the pride jerseys like gotten rid of sort of got a taste of their, like, like it serves you right. This is what you deserve when everything got banned and they lost their camo right. jerseys yeah. as well, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, I could understand. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think we should drone on about this for too long. But I could understand like taking a hard stance against any sort of behavior or language that is that promotes exclusion. Mm-hmm. But right. anything that promotes inclusion that opens up the sport to new people, like you said, Carlo, that's just like banning that is just bad business. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Right. Let's get fucking. We, you know, the, Gary Bettman needs to figure out how to get Taylor Swift and Ice Spice at a fucking hockey game. <laughs> I mean, and Ice not, Spice would probably be, would be the most appropriate, right? It's Ice is in her name, and that's the main yeah. thing uh, hockey's played on. So you know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't about stupid shit. They weren't about stupid. You know, did the NFL would ever fucking do this? The NFL wants as many fans as possible. Yeah. The NBA dedicates the NBA changes the name of every fucking team for an entire month every year, and it's 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 that team's name in Spanish but for an entire is, fucking month. I, you know, this is like where the NHL is so like I'm not like I'm not I'm not like a traditionalist with hockey, and in, in some ways I am. You can see my hat, but 
this is where like growing the game it's like brendan you're absolutely right we should be doing everything the nhl we we are doing it we're making a podcast we're talking about it gary bettman needs to get his shit together in terms of you know just figuring out ways to make people think hockey's not shitty because people think hockey's shitty not even the game but they think the culture around it is bad they think you know the fans are, are bad. They think it's homophobic. They think it's this. They think it's that. They think it's just a bunch of meathead Canadians running around beating each other up. In a lot of ways, it is. You know, but it doesn't have to be. Let me ask you a question. Just shot. Just ballpark it. How many players are in the NHL right now? Oh, it's, it's like eight hundred or so. Yeah. Right. Active players. Right. Yeah. Last year, four of those eight hundred had an issue with wearing a pride jersey and we banned all special jerseys. Well, the thing is here's well here's the thing, right? Because same as it, the same way as like if you want to put pride tape on your stick, maybe if they have a religious thing, they have a cultural thing, they don't want to wear the pride jersey, hey, no big fucking deal. They're the ones that look odd out. And the, and right. this falls on this falls on sports media. Yes. Ask them once Hey, you know, why didn't you wear the pride jersey? I didn't want to. Okay. Done. Or yeah. you know what? Don't even fucking ask him. Right. It's not like we can't see Provorov not wearing the fucking pride jersey. Right. And it's, it's not, not like, <laughs> it's, like, it's not like we can't see the Stall brothers not wearing a pride jersey. You know what I mean? Right. But the like you made it an issue and now it's now everything's gotta go away. Yeah. Well, you again, know, hockey sides, media. Hockey media to the rescue. <laughs> Both sides of this stupid fucking argument made it an argument when it didn't have to be a fucking argument right. at all. And now, you know, it was, you know, it was more, the thing that pisses me off is that it was more than just wearing a different Jersey for warmups. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When it, you know, on pride night, on breast cancer night, on military, on, on veterans night, on military night, those jerseys got auctioned off and that those proceeds got donated to charities. Right. There are there are, there are people on the back end of this who are going to lose resources because of this stupid fucking argument. Right. You know? And that's the most frustrating fucking part about it. Well, Batman either is too greedy or not greedy enough. But anyway, he fucked up somehow. Well, fire uh, Gary Batman. Fire Gary Batman. Well, uh, not we're not going to lighten the mood here, any, but uh, some sad news. Barry Melrose has retired. Oh, Jesus, just one right after the other. Just yeah. fucking jab, um, jab, uppercut. <laughs> the reason being, he 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 was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and really, just he just doesn't really want to work through that. You know, you all likely everyone listening to this show either remembers him from ESPN or hockey commercials in general um i know i do i know obviously he did coach the la kings he i believe he played i don't know not my generation but yeah uh dave i know you you wanted to chat a little bit about barry melrose he's kind of like in your wheelhouse yeah i I just wanted to say it's like you know growing up in the united states where you know hockey was never ever a popular sport or the most popular sport by any stretch of the imagination um it was great to see in the 90s hockey nhl hockey being represented and that was spearheaded by barry mel uh, barry melrose um uh, on his uh commentary or him joining the espn crew 
and just basically give you know bringing it to the American audience. And he was fucking awesome. I mean, he had a gr- he had a great fucking mullet. You know, like even if you didn't, <laughs> he did have like, a great mullet. Gr- yeah. Growing up in growing up in the nineties, like even if you weren't like you knew him, yes, he coached he coached uh, Gretzky when he was on the Kings. Like you, like that, they kind of go hand in hand when you know when you're trying to you know you're pairing the best player of that generation and then pro- possibly all time. But we'll see, you know we'll see how that goes. But like. I, I don't know. It, it, I feel like it was just it's he was so crucial in getting interest from the American base into NHL. I know you know he he had an impact on me. I mean, I, you know, it, it's not like yeah, he was on the Rangers and and you know that directly you know impacted me or anything, but it was just like it was just seeing the representation out there and it it was so like what's the word am I looking for? It was refreshing. You know, cuz when you have Every day, it's like they would, you know, you know, basketball, hockey, uh, basketball, baseball, football, and like golf would get more representation on ESPN before mm-hmm. Barry Melrose, you know, and like I don't know, it, it it was just nice. You didn't feel like you felt another word. You felt included in the conversation of major sports. So Barry Melrose, we love you. We hope uh, you're able to deal with Parkinson's. You know, to the best of your ability, and you hope you have a long, quality life left in you, even if it's not in the public eye. And just thank you, thank you for 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 you know helping me, uh, helping me and people like me. You know, a, you know, able to enjoy <laughs> hockey. You know, in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you know. That's all I have. I, I know I'm sputtering and yeah. tripping over my words, but you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's you know, I'm I'm sad. Yeah. Can I jump in here for a second? Can I jump in here and just bridge our, the first two conversations we've had? Yeah. And talk about like, obviously, like, I'm not suggesting that we try to profit off of of Barry Melrose situation. And that, that's not what I'm suggesting. But like, if this were a smart league, right now, they would be huddling around Barry Melrose. Yeah. Hockey fights Parkinson's night. Every bring in fucking Michael J. Fox, who is a known fucking hockey fan, big hockey fan, Canadian kid, Ranger fan, massive star, right? You they could raise tons of fucking money, they could spread tons of fucking awareness, they can grow their fucking audience, right? But they need to be able to wear a fucking special color warm-up jersey to do it. Right there, there goes that one. This Sorry, Brendan. This would be Brandon. fucking incredible. That would be such an incredible thing for the league to do, and it's so easy. It's on a fucking silver platter, right in front of them. Yeah, and you know another bridge between these two is, and Dave well said, um, is that you know Melrose grew the game. He was an intr- instrumental part of growing the NHL in the nineties, right? He had the style, he had the mullet, he had the attitude, he had the knowledge. He knew what the hell he was talking about and he was a cool ass guy doing it. So that when you do watch sports center and you've seen your basketball highlights, well, here, who's this swagged out motherfucker talking about hockey? Holy shit, this guy's awesome. And then you might watch those clips. You might become a fan. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, Barry Melrose grew the game, and Brendan, to your point, you know, 
I don't think he would be opposed to helping no. grow the game and also raising yeah. funds for this for, for raising for this. tons of money and awareness for Parkinson's disease. But yeah, this is Brendan. You know, every week you say that this is an idiot league run by idiots, or I forget the exact quote. But you know, this this week I think we're it's crystallized to a special degree. Um, all right, let's 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 move on. We have some Rangers hockey to talk about. Regular season Rangers hockey. Big, yeah. So we're just going to set the stage here. They played two games. They played the Sabres. Then they played the Blue Jackets, both road games. They won against the Sabres handily, and then they shit the bed against Columbus. Well, we're going to go a little bit into Uh, each game. uh. I don't think – well, let's get into the Columbus game after this, but I want to talk about the Sabres game. That was the funnest hockey game I've watched in probably years. That was – a blast to watch, right? Everyone was firing on all cylinders. Lafreniere looked incredible. They looked like they figured out, like they executed that neutral zone system. Uh, yeah, the one through one. They, the one they, they, one they, they perfect. Yeah. It looked like they perfected it. Um, it was just really, really a solid game. Brent, did you have any highlights or, or any uh, moments you want to uh, touch on? You know, I, gosh, that game feels like it was so long ago at this point. Um, so some of the notes that I took while I was watching the game were uh, Igor looks as sharp as ever or mm-hmm. did in that game, at least um, the Lafreniere goal. Like I love him just getting into open space. Like that's, that's got, that's going to be his season getting into open space and letting Panarin do what Panarin does yeah. and fuck anybody who says, Oh, those, those are easy points. Or, you know, those are garbage points, you know. Dude, that's, that's how fucking that's how that's how half the fucking top stars in this league get their points. Right. It, is by finding time and space and burying the puck. And Valakette said something I really liked about that Panarin Lafreniere connection too. He said, like now uh, Lafreniere has that trust from Panarin, knowing that he's going mm-hmm. to be cross mm-hmm. cross crease on those plays. He's going to score 20 goals this season, just in, yeah. just like that first goal. Minimum. Minimum, Minimum 20 goals yeah. this year. Uh, so one thing that I really – did you, Did anybody else notice? I thought there was a, like, there was a glitch in the audio after Lafreniere scored his goal. They bleeped but they actually out. have to they, they actually had to bleep it out because he screamed, let's fucking go, and the <laughs> mics picked it up. The top six in that first game looked solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't see a lot offensively from the first line. I thought they did a really good job of canceling out the Tage Thompson line. Uh, they played a defensive game. Uh, if you noticed, they put Truba and Miller with that top line. Yes. And then Lingren and Fox with the second line sort of flipped what we usually used to seeing. So there was a little bit more balance between yeah. defense and offense. Well, I think I think that was a good move, a smart move, because the Sabres really are top heavy. They're a solid team, yeah. but like their first line is phenomenal. Well, let's shut them down. And then you have an open door mm-hmm. in that second line. Mm-hmm. So I think that was just really smart deployments by Laviolette. Yeah. I know. I mean, Adam Fox got on the score sheet, but I don't think Adam Fox should have had a five point night because that's the way he played. He played like yeah. a man on fire. It's one of the best games I've ever seen Fox play. He just like they they just did a lot of the little things right. 
in that game. It's the first time we have seen them play a full 60 minutes in a long time, maybe since opening night last year when they yeah. beat up on Tampa. Is the last time we saw them play a full 60. Oh, excuse me. Igor went relatively untested. The one goal they did score was like a shit happens goal. You know, yeah. Truba blocks the shot and the puck just, just lands right on a stick in front of, in front of Shesterkin. Yeah. Nothing he's going to be able to do there. Yeah. You know, and I did like the bottom six as well. I thought Bonino did an amazing job. He seemed to be captaining that power, the penalty kill all night. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know it's it, it got and I, I actually messaged you guys about it during the game. Like the teams talk, you see the team talking to each other out there, which yeah. is huge, which is insane. Yeah. Like you don't realize <laughs> that they were not communicating on the ice for maybe years until la- until that first game. Like <laughs> they, I, which as we all know, like that's one of the most important things you can do. Yeah, and you know, not only was the team talking to each other, but I noticed the coach talking to the players in the right. in the, in the warm ups. And during the game, which is something we have not seen in two years. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's another uh, another laugh highlight here. How many faceoffs did he win? Like five out of six, I think. He and Heedle did not take a single faceoff all night. Yes, Lockerby. something's something's going on. I don't, I don't know what his upper body issue was, but I'm starting to think that might have been like wrist related mm-hmm. or forearm related, mm-hmm. and that's because Lafreniere was still taking the faceoffs in game two. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that, there's something up there. Maybe Hedo should probably sit a little bit longer. Um, but to knowing that Lafreniere can win to, can take face-offs very yeah, another, well, that's 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 awesome. another layer to his game. And he did well in the second game as well. The one thing that I didn't like in the first game was Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler looks slow. Yeah, he just looks a few steps behind. Well, that that Sabers goal is all his fault. He completely fell asleep on his coverage in the slot, yep. and, which led to that goal. Like Wheeler, I believe he fell asleep in the second game too, <laughs> on one of the goals. <laughs> I think he's just asleep out there in general. He's just. I was, asleep. you know, when I saw VC was going to be playing the second game, I was really hoping that it was going to be VC in for Wheeler and not Pitlick. But what are you going to do? Yeah. But yeah, it, Wheeler sucks, man. We got it. We are an anti-Wheeler podcast. Anti-Wheeler podcast. You know, it, it was a low-risk, high-reward contract, and you know, maybe it still pays off. You never know. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure right he has now, some veteran. He's got some leadership qualities, which is fine. Right now, it's not looking great. No, not on the ice. <laughs> he he's definitely so. I, you know, I you guys know because I, I worked overtime Thursday night and opening night, so I missed the game, the entirety of the Ranger game. Um. But watching Wheeler in this in in game two against the Jackets, he he just looks bad. Like he he looks slow. He looks like he doesn't have any wind in him. It, it it's almost it's like I don't know. Like is is he even like you know? I think uh, in a previous episode I said like it looks like his mind's willing, but his body you know his body just can't keep up. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if his mind is there anymore. Like I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. Um. I, I actually just I read a quote or something uh, earlier today that Ron Duguay called it out, you know, like that he he looks bad, like he he's a negative, like he's a net negative on this team, and yeah. um, you know I I think it's only a matter of time before Othman gets brought up for him, be- and you, you got you got to wave him, you got you you have to well, do something. You know, there's an adult, there's an adult in the room now, there's an adult behind the wheel, so I'm not worried about it. Um, 
you know, it's, you know, I think in the off season, we were hoping for a better coach than we had. And it turns out all we needed was just a coach, <laughs> a single coach. Yeah. A single they, they coach. Looked- they looked really good against the Blue despite them losing and, you know, giving up five goals. No, you know, just despite that fact, I don't think the score was indicative of how they played. Yes, the, their second period wasn't wasn't that good. But their 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 third period, their first and third period were fucking lights out, dude. The, the, yeah. the ice was totally tilted against against the Blue Jackets. Um, you know, we got two goals called back on offsides. Yes, that's a bad, you know, you, you're an NHL player. You got to You got to prevent that, you know, Lafreniere taking himself off sides and everything. And then Kreider just being like a half a step in to the zone before, uh, you know, before it's Kreider's move though. (laughs) Right. I, and, and, you know, I think even Micheletti and and Rosen talked about it, like, you know, like that he thought, he thought it was going to be shot in at the moment instead of uh, shit. I don't even know who it was made that extra move. I don't know if it's Mika or not, like made a little extra move to get, you know, to create more space and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, to throw the puck in. But I think they looked incredible. Igor was okay. Uh, I don't think Igor didn't have a great I game. Think, he didn't have a great game in game two. But, I, but whatever, I, it is what it is. He, he was hung out to dry on a on a few of those goals. Um, to be honest, like you know the fourth goal, he was you know that that, and then there was a couple of tippins. So it's like yeah. there's really nothing he could have done you know about that. So it's like all right, you know he gave up like two goals. Yeah. That were I mean, that were you know the big, the big difference I think from the first to the second game because Dave you're right they did play well but I think that their neutral game their neutral zone game <laughs> was non-existent against Columbus they looked yeah. like they forgot everything they they did two nights before two, two um, words two words Ryan Lindgren yes <laughs> that's shit. what I I, I want I wanted to talk about that I think if he was in that game if he was healthy 100 healthy and in, in the game. I think it would have been a like a four a four two game in the and Rangers' favor. Um, at this point, it's well documented. We do not play well without Ryan Lindgren, which yeah. makes no sense. It actually makes no sense to me. I mean, but, sometimes maybe it's just the it's just the presence being out there. You know, like you know the guy who's willing to just be a fucking you know a a, a puck absorber at, at at any cost. You know. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I see. I, I slightly disagree with you, or maybe because I didn't see the first game. I thought their their neutral zone game was good, especially in the third period of the second game. Um, third period, they, yes, they they kind of pulled it together. But the first two periods, it was like water through a sieve. Well, so I, I liked what they were doing. They had they had the wingers pressing in the in the Columbus offensive zone, and they had the center back in 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 the in center ice area, and you know, so it was like a two one two kind of set up and I thought it worked well if if you have everybody hustling like they were you know playing with this urgency you're you're keeping them on their heels and you're you're forcing them to make you know turnover after turnover that you're 100% right two things one Laviolette adjusted his neutral zone oh based an on the game adjustment based on the transition oh. uh, game of the opponent that's huge we haven't seen that in a while but two I you're allowed think... to do that you're allowed to yeah. do that in the end uh-huh. You can do that whenever you want. Actually, you don't have to do the same thing. But the other thing is, I I just don't think they played that neutral zone scheme as well. Like they mastered the one that first game. It was any pressure that Buffalo had was on special teams. 
Yeah. There was like Buffalo. If they got past the blue line, it was out of the zone within five seconds, six seconds. It was so, absolutely unreal. A couple of things. I have a lot of thoughts on the second game, but I just, I want to double back to the first game real quick and just talk about like the first game to me was a game that I was really, I was, I was ready to lose the first game uh, opening night in Buffalo. Buffalo's a, they're a playoff team. That the Sabres are a good team. They're a talented team. They're a fast team. We already know that their goalie can shut us down. Uh, it was opening night. It was a ceremony night for them. I thought that building was going to be nuts. And we came in and just, we did the job. You know, yeah. we, we did, we did a job uh, hat tip. It is the most complete game I've seen in a very long time. And I know a lot of people want to say, Oh, this is a tale of two different teams from game one to game two, when really it's not, you know, the Rangers admittedly had us, I'm not even going to say a bad, I'm going to say a kind of sloppy eight minutes in the second period. Uh, Outside of that, I, I don't think I've ever seen a game where there was as many crazy bounces Mm-hmm. And every mm-hmm. single one of them went in one direction. Yeah. Every look, I don't want to take any credit away from the Blue Jackets. They did what they had to do, right? But uh, you know, I I can't look at a game where fucking Boone Jenner scores a hat trick and say that and, and say, yep, this is this is what the Blue Jackets are. Boone Jenner scored a fucking hat trick. Well, I will. That's say like this. Patrick Maroon scoring a hat trick. That <laughs> that game in Columbus is the flukiest fucking game I've ever seen in my life. Every single bounce went Columbus's way. Credit to them, they capitalized on the opportunities that they got. Right, but it was like we'd pressure and pressure and pressure and pressure, and then it would, then it would like, it would get tipped off of a skate by accident, and just fucking bullet center ice right onto somebody's stick, for yeah. for a three on one. You know, I I I think Columbus played like you're right, but I think Columbus played a little bit better than just like capitalizing on luck. They actually played a solid game and that that was one of the points i i had is that really i disagree yeah. completely no i, I, I think a, i think they played a physical game for parts of the second but i think for the majority of the game they were getting their shit pushed in by our offense and capitalized every time they got a lucky bounce they did capitalize but i think that the like the rangers had a bad first period well everyone had a bad first period that was the weirdest period of hockey that i've seen yeah but columbus played well the second period I actually thought Columbus was playing really well. And I was really, I was like, this is going to be a blowout. And it pretty much was. Columbus played well. And yes, they did capitalize. But I thought the Rangers, it wasn't that the Rangers were playing poorly. There was, you know, a couple of mistakes here and there. The bounces, absolutely. That neutral zone issue, I think, with the Rangers, especially in the second period. Columbus was on the attack for a lot of that second period. Third period, you're right, Rangers cleaned up a lot of that and that was that third period is really where both of these teams are at the rangers are mm-hmm. that team and right. columbus is that team but and i'll tell you something right now if i if can't will take cooley, i can't take away anything from columbus i thought they played a pretty solid game if will cooley scored that goal three minutes earlier we won that game yeah okay yeah, if he I scored that, that. Girl goal two or three minutes sooner than he did, we would have won that game. Does anybody know what the fuck happened to Merz Lincoln? He, <laughs> he shit so, himself. 
So uh, the report that <laughs> Sam said was that he had an illness and he's likely not to return. Um, Can we talk about how fucking well he played for the first 40 minutes of that game? He was He's a great fucking goalie. Like, this is why Columbus... Nuts. I mean, tell you, Columbus is like sneaky. Like, you think Buffalo is a, a playoff? Well, that's team. why I said it a few episodes ago yeah. that Columbus. Everybody thinks Columbus is going to finish at the bottom of the pack. No, they're they're the Metro, sneaky good. I think they. I think they end up having a better season than both the Flyers and probably the Caps. Yeah. Yeah. I Not agree. the Senators, though. I think the Senators are going to have a better. Oh, season. shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, you see fucking you, you see fucking Shabbat. Shabbat got me a not uh, not Shabbat. Fucking uh, Chikrin. Chikrin. Sandra oh. dropped Chikrin. I picked him up. Bing bong. I saw that. Fucking <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> so let's give an update about our Ranger Things Fantasy League. I'm pulling up the right here. I mean, it's a, it's a rotisserie. It's only two games. It's really close. But John's in first place by a single point. Brendan's in second. I'm in third. Dave's in fourth. Uh, but again, it's so I'm way, way in the basement. <laughs> yeah, it's way too early, but <laughs> things are going. Things are happening. It's it, it's exciting. So I think that the message that I want to send out there into the into the universe is, I know it's like it's easy to look at game two and be like uh, and get really down on this team, but look, the the truth is is that like this is the definition of a fucking trap game. Yeah. You know, you just you go into Buffalo on a ceremony night, opening night, and you blow the doors off of a good hockey team. You can't tell me there wasn't a little bit of look ahead to our home opener on Monday, oh, yeah. this coming Monday against Arizona. What I what I want to see is the is it cleaned up on Monday? Yeah. You know, if this team is going to be a contender, then this is the last time. But this is the last time we lose. In that way, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, can we can we give a quick shout out for for our number one fan, uh, John, for almost calling the seven goals on opening <laughs> That's night? That's right. That's right. Uh, let's not forget that. I, no, and I would just like to give the 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 Yotes a big fucking uh, oorah for uh, coming back and beating the Devils. So as I watched that shit in the three dollar oh, yeah. pigeon, oh yeah, that's great. Oh yeah. If they if they could have only done it in fucking regulation, yeah. It's all right. They, they're, they're better than I thought they would be this season. Guys, I think. The, the big bad pens have a couple of points. They've won a couple of games. Yeah, but did you see what's his face? Um, Carlson get completely lit up by Ovechkin. No, I missed it. I mean, everyone says he got lit up. It wasn't really that bad, but good. Well, welcome to the Metro, partner. Yeah, but you know, I, 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 I got to give Carlson credit. He's got, he still has his reflexes. He was lined up. By Ovechkin, like two zones away, like this, this was like a, a, a heat-seeking missile. He was coming at him at center ice. Didn't see Ovechkin at all till the last second. Dipped the shoulder just enough to make it like, you know, side on side. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually he got up faster from it than Ovechkin. So Carlson, like, he still got those reflexes. He's still pretty slippery, but. Man, if that would have if that would have been a clean hit from Ovechkin, oh my god, that's career ending. It was it was it was he was headhunting. Absolutely he wanted him dead. Hey, to get back to the Rangers for a second, I'd love to hear uh well, I've got a question for Carlo and nobody oh, asked. Shit. 
what are your thoughts? Because I have a lot of thoughts, but what are your thoughts on Will Cooley? I fucking love this kid. Right? He's a tough young kid. He's got a lot to prove. I'm not going to say he has hands, but he can finish. He mm-hmm. He's everywhere he needs to be. And he's got a motor. He'll just go and go. Like It's a shame he's on the third line because he. Well, I feel like yeah. he can play so many more minutes. Right. But I think it's like, I think his for his skill set, he's perfect for that the yes. the lower end of the of the top nine. Yes, you know he's he's a perfect third line winger. Uh, he's you know he skates with gas. He could hit. He could finish a little bit. He loves to shoot the puck. I, I'm excited for this kid. He had a great first game, and like it, out of all of the shit show that was game two, like the one thing that stood out to me in game two was Will Cooley. And how well he was playing, and, and he got the goal. He got his first NHL goal point, dude, which was good, dude. good on him. He earned it. Like he monkey was... off the back, monkey yeah. off the back. I mean, speaking th- of monkeys off the back, Lafreniere opening the season with you know first goal of the season. That's yeah. massive for him. That's Absolutely. massive for him. And uh, he, that, he was the best way. player on the ice all night too. He was, he he was played the best a really player game. on the ice, and he played a good game in game two as well. Yeah. He had a, he had a solid game. He's a different he's a different player. I see a difference in him. Uh, there's a maturity that I'm seeing. Um, you know, a lot of people criticize him because he you know he sort of does that coast behind the play, but you know that's his game. You know, that's his game. His game is is it's always been move slow behind the play, find time and space, and get in and get into that yeah. space. And, I, and just be a be ready to finish. Yeah, I, I think that where it's that game has backfired on him is when he does not do doesn't get into the play on time. Mm-hmm. But one of my notes from the second period of the first game is that Lafreniere looks swaggy, like he has uh, mm-hmm. he has a confidence. He had a confidence. he's chippy. He's chippy. Oh, he's, he's I mean he's been chippy, but like he's got he did this move. It was he came in on the right side. And he did like a little dipsy diddle, little toe drag. And yeah. It was like an offsides whistle, but he did a little bit of a move. And it was like, whoa, that's a that's a real fucking slick move. Yeah. If only like, you know, someone was on the other side to catch a pass or you hit the net. Yeah, but he like, but it was like really like a confident, comfortable, relaxed mm-hmm. energy about him. Like he's really, you know, that, I hope he keeps Would you it say up. he's, would you say he's got moves like Jagger? If I were, if I were, <laughs> no. Lav- if I were, if I were Peter Laviolette, I would sit him down in front of a TV screen and just have him watch hours of fucking Brad Marchand highlights. That's what I, I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not talking about yeah. looking people in the face. I'm talking about, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I'm to, like Brad Marchand. I think because Brad Marchand looks people in the face and commits egregious penalties, people like he's not Brandon Gallagher, right? Brad Marchand's right. a fantastic hockey player. The work that La- that Lafreniere did to set up that Panarin goal in Game One—that's yeah. some Brad Marchand shit. Yeah, right. Like, like that's another that that is another layer to his game that I didn't see last year. Is that yeah? He's got that coast. He's got that relax. He's he's not the guy who brings the puck into the zone. That's that's what so many Ranger fans want him to be. That's not him. Right. That's not him. And you know what? That's okay because Panarin's better at it, and that's okay. Kako's Kako's better at it, and that's okay. In the future, if it's if there's ever a Kako Lafreniere line, you know, in the future when they're both veterans, that's Kako's game. That's Hedl's game. 
You know, that's not Lafreniere's game. You know what? It's also not Kreider's game. It's, you you know what I mean? It's Kreider uh, is a chip and chase. And yeah, I, 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 I like the idea of sitting Lafreniere in front of a screen. I'd sit him down in front of like a Patrick line, a highlight reel. Because he's yeah. it's the exact same game. Liney's got a little bit more power, a little bit more of a finish, mm-hmm. um, but it's the same game otherwise. And Lafreniere, Lafreniere is actually probably a little bit more. He can have a little bit more finesse than Liney. Yeah. So like you want to give him that little push, that gritty energy towards more of a power forward, like a sneaky power forward. Oh man. Yeah. Bro, so, in both so of think- these fucking games. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I just like. So you think like uh, Pekka and 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 uh, and Laviolette are gonna kind of like clockwork orange him, you know, yeah. sit him sit him down multiple screens, just being blasted with uh, highlights from from Marion Hosa. Like just watch <laughs> this, watch three hours of I, this, please. I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be hyperbolic or or like get too like have too much of an overreaction. But am I crazy or does he look like a much better hockey player than he's ever looked? In these in just two games, two games, absolutely. In, in these, these two, two games, games. the best two games he's played as a Ranger. You know, and what I, mean? and I hope it's I hope it's just the start of everybody who who rid him who who wrote him off again the last season and in the beginning of the the preseason and throughout it. I hope it's going to make them eat their words a little bit and 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 think twice. Like, you know, maybe he is going to have this breakout season like we've been we've been calling for the mm-hmm. the Laviolette mm-hmm. unlocking. You know, take it with a grain of salt at the same time, but there is there is a a real promise there. That he, he he will be able to deliver the season. For like, forget the score from game two. Like the Rangers played a solid fucking game. It was a weird yeah. game. It was a yeah. fluky game. But like, I'm looking at the positives from game two. You because it's an 82 game season, right? We're, we're not going to go undefeated, right? Uh, we have to win games like that moving forward against teams we should beat. But some of the things that I'm looking at from both games one and two that we haven't seen since the pre-Galat era is a fucking confident, aggressive, fuck you, I'm better than you, and everyone else on the ice, Artemi Panarin. Yes. 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 Like, Artemi Panarin's skating around with his dick out. Just fucking... <laughs> no, 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 he, sw- just, he just shaved his just head. He just fucking shaved his head swag- right there. Just, just fucking <laughs> making people look stupid. Artemi Panarin was making people look stupid in that first game. A, a, a stat about that second from the first game, that second line. I know, Brendan, you praised the shutdown capabilities of the first line. The second line allowed zero shots. And you want to know why? And that, that line played no defense. It's, they had the puck the whole fucking time. They had time. the puck 100% of the time. They just had the puck 100% of the time. The best, fi- I mean, I know this is cliche, but the best defense is a dominant offense. Yeah. You know, and they were dot that line is fucking scary. Well, Dennis Rodman begs to differ, but that that fucking Phil bread laugh line is fucking scary. I, it's it's I, I can't wait till he was healthy. And he got pushed around a lot in that second game. They were like they were kind of targeting him. They knew something oh, yeah. was up with him. Oh yeah, I, I think so. Columbus had had you know, Columbus also played a much more physical game than Buffalo did. Yeah. But you know, I think we could win physical games. You know, it would help to have Absolutely. Ryan Lindgren back. You know, I hope if Blake you know, Wheeler could skate. You know, Dave, you said you mentioned it earlier. I'm really excited for, and I don't want to rush it, but I'm really excited for the Brennan Othman era to begin. Yeah. Uh, you know, game one, kid scores a big goal down in Hartford. 
I think it was either the go-ahead goal or the tying goal, and they won in overtime. I thought he got a couple in that. I'm not there. sure. I'm not sure. I know he got at least one, but then it was a big one. Uh, but he's playing with so much fucking confidence in Hartford. He really is. Uh, I would, you know, give me fucking Cooley Trocek Hoffman. Hoffman had two goals. Feed me Cooley Trocek Hoffman. That would be... I'd like that. That'd be really nice. <laughs> Please. You know, to have that have some uh additional offense. Because Trocek can be an offensive player. Yeah. Not if he's playing, you know, not if he's playing with Blake Wheeler and Will Cooley. Will Cooley, okay, but they need an offensive minded winger on the other side. Well, I mean, I think Trocek in that second game, especially, he actually had some really he, he was pushing the pace on that line. He looks he good. Making, he was making aggressive moves to the net. I mean Trocek played a really great second game. He looks better uh, than he did last year, a hundred percent already. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell that he's he's energized. He absolutely he is energized for sure. You know who I'm really loving is uh, Eric Gustafson. Love what I see. Love what I see from Big Gus. Love Get on the Big Gus bus. They're playing. They're playing a fun brand of hockey. Win yes. or lose, they're like both of these games were fucking crazy fun games. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, uh, I had a lot of fun watching both of these games. And again, like I said, if Will Cooley scores that goal two minutes sooner, three minutes sooner, we come back and win that game. You know, and look, you know, you're just—it's a trap game. You're not going to win them all. You know, you're not going to win them all. Yo, I, if, you, if they do, write do realize, ship, well, do you realize that Columbus didn't have a shot on goal in the third period until like. 12 minutes into the period and it was, and it was a goal it was the you know the fourth goal or whatever that was right, which is that crazy. was insane it's it's crazy and it's again it was like a weird bounce that led to a 3 on 1 yeah. you know so that's throw that game away just throw it away there's there's a couple one more thing i want to bring up not specifically about the games but about the rangers i'm not it's the second game of the season i'm not being hyperbolic i'm not trying to get everyone we're going to win the stanley cup well, not quite. Um, maybe. So I'll say this. In in 2012, the Rangers lost the conference final and Henrik Lundqvist won the Vezina. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, in 2022, the Rangers lost the conference final and Shesterkin won the Vezina. In 2013... The Rangers fell short of expectations. In that they tw- did. They, they missed the playoffs. Yeah. And in 2023, we, we all know what happened. I like I like where this is going. I like where this is going. In 2014, the Rangers got a new coach, went one and five in the preseason, and went on to the Stanley Cup final. Bing, period, <laughs> bong, period. <laughs> What will happen in 2024, 10 years later? They're in a 10-year cycle, just like the S&P 500. I'm not saying, but I'm just, but I'm saying. And it's also like, you're also overlooking the big one. What's that? It's the big 3-0. Holy shit. You're right. It is the big 3-0. It's the big 3-0. Wow. I don't know. What do you, what do we make of this? Maybe, maybe. It's just something to keep the schizos on board here. (laughs) We're gonna next week. We'll have our tarot decks out, and uh, we're gonna try and uh, 
manifest something. Actually, that would be a fun. I mean, we have three games to maybe talk about. They might be stinkers. Do we know anybody who reads tarot cards? I don't think they're going to be stinkers. What do we got? We got Nashville. We got Arizona. We got Arizona. Nashville. Nashville Seattle. Um, can I can I say something real quick? Yeah. Yeah. The next time we talk, the Rangers four and one. Holy shit! Nice. I I'll, I'll buy that. I mean Arizona. Yeah. Nashville, they're hurting. Yeah. Arizona is going to be the toughest of the three games. No. That's no. that's a trap game. If there was ever a fucking trap game. Home opener against Arizona? That's a fucking trap. Oh, no, you're crazy. I think the Predators are probably going to be the toughest game there. Because, I mean, the Predators are like a halfway decent hockey team. They need to play solid hockey for the next three games. They need to go at least two and one. They need to set the tone for this upcoming road trip, which will set the tone. one. Which will set the tone for the early season. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, Saturday, 10-21 against the Kraken. Yeah, I'll be in the building. So I'm probably going to miss that game, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's it's our anniversary, so. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Any any fun plans, Dave? Well, we were going to go to the La Bernadine and maybe like the MoMA beforehand. Hmm. But uh, nice. She was like, ah, she she was like, I don't I don't know if I want to go now. Like maybe we'll just get some burgers and stuff. I was like, yo, that works for me. Like, uh, or we might hit up like uh, Industry City. You know, because they got a bunch of food stalls there and everything. And uh, bro, don't do nothing. Okay. That's a fucking trap. That's a fucking trap. If you do nothing, she's gonna be like, oh, I don't want to do anything. That's a lie. Well, like La Bernadine is like all the way up on like fifty sixth. Like you know, it's up there. I mean, it's it, you know, it's a, it's a trek. You know, you gotta really schlep your ass up there. You know, the only consolation is is MoMA and uh, chicken and rice on the right. way home. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I have chicken and rice so much working in Manhattan now. It's I'm not sick of it. I don't think I ever be, but it's just like uh, you're sick of shit in your pants on the regular. I don't have that problem though. You know, I you just I, grown I, immune I, to it. I have a I have an iron stomach, man. I I'll have like White Castle one night, and then I'll have like Taco Bell the next day. It's you know it, nothing really phases me. My, For those of you who don't body, know what we're talking about, uh, we have all we have. Uh, Always referred to the halal guys, the famous uh, halal uh, cart now brick and mortar as chicken and rice, um, and we've been going there for fuck I don't know twenty something years at this point. Yeah, twenty two years, twenty three years. They've been open for like thirty seven years. We've been going to two thirds of it. Of the, when we, fir- of when we first open. started going, when we first started going, and it was just us and like taxi drivers and then it got fucking crazy popular yep yeah i I watched somebody get stabbed for cutting the line at all guys that's happened two different times i have the news newspaper clippings somewhere so what what was the year we started going it was like 2001 2002 ish 2002 yeah Yeah. i just want to put the year out there so it's not like oh yeah i started going in the early days 2010 it's like fuck you no, it was like 2001. I'm pretty sure it was like 2001. I was, I know I was 18 when we started going. Well, I, yeah. here's a hot take. I don't know if you guys mentioned this. I, I stepped away for a second. Chicken and rice has not been good in, in, so about, in about 20 years. So I went it's to the, the I, it's not the same. It's I went not to the good, guys. They, they have a, they have a location in Seattle. And the last time I was up there, I went to Seattle and they don't even have lamb. What? They, it's oh yeah, just it's only it's only beef, beef now. Yeah, um, they don't do so, lamb even at the carts. 
No. So mainly, <laughs> so so now at the brick and mortar shop on 14th Street, every now and again they'll have lamb and they'll have another um another meat like randomly. So like for like they'll have well, like, like a month or like elk. I wish. Elk meat? <laughs> I wish they had horse or elk. I would eat the shit out of that. Bro, bro do you guys remember the fucking <laughs> do you remember the fucking chicken draw? Oh my Every god! They fucking open yeah. that draw, and it was just—it was just a fucking steel draw, just filled with just raw chicken, and they just go like one of them would just go in elbow deep and just pull out chicken. Fucking beard, or, beard's beard would dip in. Uh, yeah, well, we we had nicknames for all of them. It was beard. Then there was nice. Nice was nice. <laughs> nice is a good guy. Uh, then there was there was. Was it angry or was it mean? So if, mean. Like, if, you, ha- if, you, if you haven't caught on, it was just like the first thing we noticed about them became their name. Yeah, Beard, nice, angry. Beard, Beard ended up being like the captain of that car after a while. Beard, Beard was yeah. Beard was the fucking he was in charge didn't of the you, whole operation. Wait, didn't you see him kick a rival uh, chicken and rice stand yes. over into yes. the middle of the street? Yes, there was fucking <laughs> lamb everywhere. It was amazing. It's sing. It's the single-handed coolest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. He also fucking. He also kicked me off the line because somebody said I cut the line, which is bullshit. I did not fucking cut the line. You know, you you have more respect than that, brother. I've never cut that fucking line. There was a fucking group right in front of us who were trying to let somebody onto the line, and I was like, "That's not gonna happen." They got to go to the back of this the line, line. For, for those of you who don't know what well, we should do a little bit of a recap. For those of you who don't, don't know this line, you'd go there and you would at midnight and you'd wait 45 minutes Minimum. for street food. Yo, Minimum. I waited. The longest I waited was with uh, Sabelli. We went there. It was like winter. It was there was snow on the ground. It was snowing out. We waited two and a half hours. Holy that shit, shit was down from from Sixth Avenue and 53rd. All the way, like halfway down Fifty Third Street. That's insane. Act the fuck out. And that was you remember. these were the days when there was only they only had one car. The one car on yeah. uh, right next man. to the fountain. Yeah. Yeah, across from <coughs> excuse me, across from the Hilton, and you used to be able to buy a bottle of white sauce for seven dollars. They would just give you the plastic squirt bottle filled with white sauce for seven dollars. No, nothing was more disgusting than going to your place after you bought one of those bottles because you would just put it. You'd have like a bag of like barbecue. I'll give you like a bag of barbecue potato chips and you would just individually squirt <laughs> each one. Just disgusting. I, I used to marinate fucking sirloin steaks in that shit. That shit was awesome, dude. That shit so, was great. Do you remember the night? I don't know if you guys were there. Or maybe one or both of you were there. Remember, we, like we'd be there for so long waiting online that by the time we waited on, like we got there, waited online, ate this fucking just poison street food. <laughs> we'd have like you, somebody would have to go to the bathroom. Remember, you used to be able to get into the bathrooms at the Hilton. Yes, but then you yeah. wouldn't be able to get into the actual hotel. Like there was just mm-hmm. you could just go to the bathrooms and you couldn't get beyond there. Well, either one of you, I think I might have been there with Mikey and some other people where like the door was open. It was like slightly ajar to get like into like the fucking the like the actual hotel. Nice. And we just ran around the hotel for like in their ballrooms. Like, oh, I was like 19 years old. And we was like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, it was like, you ever fucking 
like you know what it felt like have you ever been in like in like in an empty school and you're just yes. running around like a fucking yeah. man with a madman that's what it felt like just running around we played i think we played we might have played manhunt in the hilton <laughs> when they got that second cart across the avenue yeah and that was like only the old heads know about it so you would there's a line it's like it's like 45 minutes long and you just cross sixth avenue and then it's like there's no wait. You just walk right yeah. on, and you get Beard is over there, getting that second car going. Man, that was I missed those Platters were sure. platters were still five dollars. Five dollars, yeah. yep. And dude, now now they they have a, a small platter and a regular platter. The regular platters were the regular platters we used to get. The, the regular platters go for like um eleven ninety nine now. What? That's yeah, dude, fucking... it's, it's it's fucking insane. Thanks, Holy Obama. Shit. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, you said I'm glad you said it. Holy <laughs> shit. Eleven ninety nine plus yeah, a plus what, two bucks for a soda. Right. Oh, plus no, you probably no, gotta no, plus you probably gotta fucking pay for white sauce now. Oh, it comes no, in the no, packets no. now. You gotta fucking yeah, it squirt it on yourself. Packets. They, they they all right. So like if you go to the brick they they have packets, that's if you want to take it to go. But you know, any any smart person knows just have them squirt it out of the bottle while they're you know, before they give it to you. And you know, the best way to do it is like I well, what I tell them, I go, I don't want to see any part of that platter past the white sauce. That's it. Drown <laughs> That's it, it in, <laughs> drown it, drown it in white, one dot of red. Yo, Vono used to go all Remember? red, oh. no white. Yo. I was I was just gonna bring that up. Like and he was, fucking madman. Remember he used to just pretend to enjoy it and he would just be miserable <laughs> the whole time. For like this fucking hot sauce, like it, it's not even hot sauce. That's why we didn't call it hot sauce. It's just they don't even refer to it as hot sauce. It's red because it's because it's something more than hot sauce. It's just red. It's just red, and, and it's and just you, it's the eighth <laughs> ring of hell in a bottle. <laughs> And you know what? You want to hear something sad, though? A little bit? It's not as hot anymore. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Remember, you would, like, they'd put one dot of red, and then by the, t- like, you'd have to mix it up. But by the time you got to sit down and go to mix it, it had penetrated the area of that dot too much that you couldn't even eat what was you'd under have that to dot. Leave. You'd have to eat a reverse <laughs> donut of your chicken yeah. and rice. <laughs> yeah, I just kept telling I, like, I go, beard, no red. No red. And he's like, okay. Or one yeah. dot of red, and then he does a squirt, like a cross. A squirt. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you don't do squirt. squirt with red. It's a dot. It's a dot. <laughs> Bro, I got that you shit. Just hold it upside down. Oh, that's you're lucky to be alive. <laughs> I'm lucky to be able to see. <laughs> I had to drive home. I had to drive. Oh my home. god. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was fucking taking water from the fountain and flushing it in my eye. <laughs> Dave, do you remember the fucking St. Patrick's Day? I got alcohol poisoning and fucking yes. Carlos stole my car. Him and Joe Montanino stole my car. No, no, it, was, no, no it was me and Ham. Justin. Me and Ham. Oh, yeah, Ham. Oh. <laughs> and, and Ham blames you for not putting the seat back in, in place, Carlo. He's like, you guys would have got away with it 100%. If you would get away with what? Like, what, what happened? <laughs> what the fuck, what you, what the fuck are you going to do, Brendan? <laughs> did, you, did you at least, like, a, you could have at least brought me back a platter. They didn't go to chicken and rice. Yes, they, they did. did. They went to chicken and rice, I thought. I don't That's remember that. <laughs> no, no. They, they they went to Justin's house to pick up Justin's car, 
and he followed him back so he can take all of them. Oh. That's when he was living in Laconia. Oh, I thought he was just I thought they went to chicken and rice. No, That's no, we know it was it was actually more to make sure that you could sleep and then everyone else can get home. Wow. Well then yeah, that's okay. I was fucked up that night. Bro, you, you almost died that night. I for real almost you died got, that night. Joe Montanino saved my life. Like like yeah, that you fell in the from, street, right? Yeah, and he fucking <laughs> picked me up. He picked me up and fucking carried me through the crowd like fucking like officer and a gentleman. Or like the bodyguard. Yeah. For real like the bodyguard. That's more <laughs> accurate. For real like the bodyguard. For, your, for those of you who don't know, Joe Montanino was a big, hulking mass of a human being, a uh, former, almost professional wrestler. Um, he, he wrestled against Sid Vicious in independent matches. Joe um, So Delicious. Joe So Delicious. I'm not going to say his original name because I don't think it's very no, don't do that. Um, appropriate, but he was a just a massive human being, and he will be sorely missed. Yeah, R.I.P. I'm going to tell a real quick Joe Montanino story, and then we could fucking cap this. I'm going to cap this podcast with my second favorite Joe Montanino story. My first favorite being the night he dressed up as Captain America and kicked me in the face off of a trampoline. Oh, that was my amazing. second favorite. This is my second favorite Joe Montanino story. So Joe Montanino had this old, beat-up... Uh, it was a... It, it was a, a, G, a, a Jeep, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Jeep, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And this thing barely fucking started. Right? Eddie Bauer edition, right? Yes. yes Eddie <laughs> Eddie Bauer. Bauer. <laughs> so I I don't know where the fuck I was going. Uh, I still lived on Staten Island. I was at the, I think I was at the traffic light of maybe Manor and Richmond, like in that area. And I'm waiting to turn on to Richmond. And I see. Wait, what? Manor and Richmond don't. No, not what. What is it? When you go up Manor, who's on Richmond? Avenue? Rockland? Are you thinking of Rockland? Rock, Rockland, 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 oh, okay. and Richmond. Yeah, Rockland and Richmond. Rockland, Richmond. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm out, I'm on Rockland, ready to turn on to trying to turn on to Richmond, like out by the mall. So here's the thing about Joe's Jeep Grand Cherokee. Sometimes it didn't start, and we would have to push start it. It's the only automatic vehicle I've ever seen have the ability to be push start. Right. So now imagine (laughs) you out there in radio land, imagine your car died and you were just trying to push it to the side of the road. Like, how would you do it? I bet that you would do it like every fucking sane adult where you'd like open (laughs) the door and you'd like keep your hand on the steering wheel and you'd push the fucking car from there so you could like steer it to the side of the road, right? Are there at least the three of us in agreement? That's yeah, absolutely. How, yes. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's how you do that. So now let's go back to this night where I'm at this light. I see the, the Grand Cherokee come flying through the intersection <laughs> at Rockland and Richmond. And I look out, I was like, oh, that's Joe's car. And then I look at it, and nobody's in the driver's seat. <laughs> Nobody. And I'm like, what the fuck? And now the, my light is green. So I I start driving. Like, I'm making the turn. And as I'm making the turn, I look to my right, and I see Joe chasing the fucking truck. 
He's running down Richmond Avenue chasing the fucking truck. And he sees me and he like jumps in my car. He's like, drive, drive, drive. (laughs) So his car died and he tried to push start it. But instead of doing it the way anyone would do it, he got, he put it in neutral, got behind it and started pushing. (laughs) I thought he could catch up to it. (laughs) And then he thought he could catch up to it, but he hit a hill and the thing just fucking took off. So this is the last night. This was the last, the very last night of the Jeep Grand Cherokee because it went off road and down into some fucking ravine on the <laughs> by the mall, like by where that like water treatment plant is like into the dump, into the Staten Island dump, basically. pretty much into the Staten Island dump. And he's like, Oh, fuck. oh, fuck. right? He hops out of my car, he's like, Wait here, I gotta grab some shit. He runs down there and comes back imagine. up, he comes back up with his CD book. <laughs> and that's it. And he's like, he's like, all right, go, 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 go. And I was like, Joe, what about like your fucking license plates or like your insurance card? Like all you grab. He was like, we gotta, that's it. We gotta ditch this car. It's like you just <laughs> grab. Did you think they were gonna be able to identify you only by your CDs? That's your that's Spice Girls CD collection. Yeah. Is Britney Spears mix CDs? I mean, oh just <laughs> chef's kiss. That kid was a fucking. Uh, he he was a blessing. Yeah, it's a, it a privilege to be around that kid. I have more yeah. memories from a ten year period with that kid than I think anyone else will ever give me in my entire life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers. All right. Well, th- <laughs> thank you, audience, for coming down memory lane with us. That's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Uh, remember, visit the website, rangerthingspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, rangerthings23, uh, or send us an email, contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. For Dave Pacheco. Tip your bartenders, ladies and gentlemen. Brendan Lyons. Bye. I'm Carlo Montanino. See you all next week. Why can't I? Where's my mouse? Bye. Well, I want to be under your